Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. We are wrapping up step number four, compassion, and we are excited to be talking about compassion one more time this month, integrating all the things that we've talked about. We've been talking about kindness to ourselves, uh, trusting our intuition, being more understanding of our past and how others behave, and how compassion plays a role in all of that. And we are super excited to have a guest coach on with us tonight. Let's introduce her now, Trish March. How are you doing tonight, Trish? I am doing wonderful. And I'm so happy to be here with you guys tonight. Or with you ladies tonight, rather. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. What? Uh, Sorry. I said I'm so excited to be here with you tonight. I'm doing really well. Awesome. I am glad to hear it. And I don't know if I said my name. I'm Kelly Fox. <laughs> and the other half of Fearless Generations is Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing pretty good. I think I'm getting a cold, though, because I'm losing my voice, so that's not good. Oh, no. Yep. Can you hear it? Yes, I, I hear it a little bit, yes. Yeah, I do. yeah, so I'm going to take some uh, hot, uh, what is it called? Uh, I can't remember what it's called now, but anyway, some <laughs> cold medicine that's hot and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, I can't even remember what it's called. That's terrible. Hot medicine. <laughs> um, well, that's a good way for you to have compassion for yourself and at this time of need. Yep. So let's start off with Trish. Um, why don't you share with our listeners what compassion means to you, and then how you use it uh, with your with your own process, and then uh, with your clients. Wow. Okay. So compassion. Um, you know, when I first started. Working Well, I first started learning about fearless living and learning about coaching. I really thought that compassion was, you know, just being kind to myself and gentle with myself. And um, But I, the way I did that, I thought was like by getting a massage or taking a bath, you know, stressful days, reacting to that. But, you know, I learned that it was so much more than that. It was the gentle and kind to yourself, but it was. You know, finding ways to do that in situations where I was in fear or when I was anxious and, you know, and all that leads back to fear. But, you know, when I was having those moments of fear, you know, and having coming up with proactive behaviors that would really support me and so to stop me from beating myself up and things like that. So, you know, compassion became really a cornerstone of all the things that I was practicing really <laughs> and I learned how to to give myself that self-compassion and 
you know, which is something that I hadn't really practiced before, except for some of those, you know, light ways of doing that uh, by, you know, taking care of myself and nurturing myself a little bit with a bath or a massage or something like that. I didn't really understand um, that it was more than that. It was really, you know, looking at the compassion I gave to other people and really offering myself that. Um, that was really probably the biggest way I saw that because I, I did have a lot of compassion for other people, but I didn't really practice that with myself. So that was probably one of my biggest realizations was is that it was more than more than just a bath or a massage. You know, I, I, that's good. Thanks. I do use it a lot with my clients and, you know, also with myself. And I, I do feel like that once I became more compassionate with myself, you know, my compassion towards others changed. It was deeper. It wasn't, you know, it was just more authentic, I think, than, um, yeah. than what I practiced Yeah, definitely. I think when we embrace something more for ourselves, then it's just going to enhance what we give to others. And it also allowed me to be more vulnerable in a different way than I had in the past. Well, I guess vulnerability wasn't really anything I practiced either, but you know, just being compassionate with myself allowed me to really open open up a little bit more and, you know, embrace that whole thing. We In Fearless Living, we talk about the three daily practices of, of compassion, honesty, and self and um, sorry, responsibility. And, you know, being more compassionate with myself, it really allowed me to be honest with myself and take personal responsibility where I hadn't in the past. <clears throat> yeah. And having compassion for those choices that you made, right? Yeah. Or the choices you didn't make. Yeah. And having compassion for myself of, you know, where I was with my dreams, you know, whether I was living them or not, and, you know, giving myself compassion enough to say, okay, maybe I'm not on the path, but, you know, and deciding whether I wanted to be on the path and then making different choices from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hear you. I think that's a great place to start um, showing yourself compassion. I think that's an area where we beat ourselves up a lot. You know, I should be here um, in my life or I should have done that or I, you know, all of those shoulds that we can do to ourselves when it comes to uh, where we are on our path in comparison to where we want to be on our path. Yep. You know, and what if I had done this different, right? There's what if the shoulds come in and destroy your dreams if you don't, um, you know, have some compassion for yourself. Absolutely. Terry, how do you, what do you think, um, looking back on this month of talking about compassion, um, talking about the different subtopics with the other coaches, is there anything that stands out to you um, that maybe you uh, saw differently or um, expanded upon um, with compassion this month? Well, if I could remember, that would probably be really a good good question. 
because you know me, I don't remember things very well. <laughs> I can always I didn't count get on to you hear. Today. I didn't. I didn't get to hear last week's uh, conversation um, when you discussed compassion. What were? What was one of the subgroups? Just remind me, and then it'll kick in my memory. Well, last week we talked about understanding, and then uh-huh. the week before we talked about intuition. And yeah, the week before yeah. we talked about kindness. Yeah, I I think that whole discussion we had on intuition that was a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. That uh, you know that was probably I don't know if it was a new thought, but it I think it deepened my understanding of my relationship with my my intuition, which I call the the Holy Spirit, and I was able to access that more in my intentions because my intention usually my intention for the day compassion is always a part of it because compassion is my essential nature that's who I really am and so as I've tried to incorporate compassion as a state of being rather than an act um, but just being compassion and I think when I we talked about intuition it helps me to see the part that that um, that my spirituality p- plays in that, because my my higher power is is God, and God has complete compassion for us and love, and and so just accessing that thought in itself, and then um, incorporating that into my being compassionate and being a human that that exudes compassion. And like Trish, that that means a lot of different things. For me, it means listening before I speak, um, feeling my feelings and honoring those before I react. And I mean, it means so many things that I'd never had access in my life before because I was a reactor and Mm -hmm. I reacted immediately. I never accessed compassion or thoughtfulness or kindness. It was just oh my gosh, they said that, I say this, well, you do that, I do this. And it was just, you know, my life was ruled by reaction. And now it's ruled by compassion, which means listening, being vulnerable, praying, accessing my spirit, you know, all of those components that that create compassion uh, as a state of being. So I think that that was an insightful discussion. And I don't remember who we were talking to, but it was... We were talking to Lauren. Huh? We were talking to Lauren. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a really for me. It was a really good discussion that it just helped me to go deeper. Yeah, I I really liked the guest coach we had on this month. Um, we had Donaghy, Lauren, Michelle, and Beth Dewey, and now we have Trish March. And <laughs> I think that's one reason why I love having guest coaches on. Um, because we get we get to hear, um, you know, things about the different steps that we may or may not have thought of or maybe we haven't thought of for a while. I think, um, you know, I can't remember which call it was either, but we started to get into a conversation about forgiveness. And I don't know if I had thought about forgiveness and compassion necessarily um recently together 
Um, I mean, it makes sense um, that they would go together, but that was that was one that came to mind of really sticking out to me this month of having compassion on yourself to forgive yourself, and then being able to forgive the the other person in the sense of letting go of letting go of the the pain um, and letting go of the power that they might still have over you or your life or your choices. And uh, that's been, that's been a little bit of a challenge for me um, with a particular situation. And so that was a reminder to myself this month um, to have compassion on myself a little bit more about not completely letting go. And, um, and as I do that, then I think it will be easier to let go of those little last pieces that are hanging around. Yeah, I, I definitely see kindness and forget or um, compassion and forgiveness going together. And I, I think part of that is when I talked a little bit about when I'm compassionate with myself, I'm able to be more vulnerable. And part of that for me is seeing that, you know, I'm just a human being. Like I, you know, sometimes people, sometimes you have expectations of yourself that are way beyond, you know, what you might be capable of or what you, you know, you might have dreams of doing things that might not be possible or you're just not able to do that right at this time. And sometimes, you know, that beating yourself up or that judgment comes in. And I think if I allow myself to be compassionate and see the innocence of myself, um, just like I would with other people, you know, I'm able to really accept that a little bit more or to um, be able to deal with that. And, you know, that's part of my vulnerability. And I think that forgiveness comes into play absolutely. And I, I'm glad you brought that up because that um, is definitely something I use with myself, you know, because it's, sometimes it's not enough to just be like, okay, you know, I'm only a human being. I can only do this. Sometimes I need to do a little forgiveness with myself. And I can see that how how that would be really valuable with others. So that's a great point. Yeah, I I thought that um, yeah, it definitely it definitely touched uh, touched me that night, and it's still um, it's still there in the back of my head, obviously. Um, but I think that there's there's a lot of great tools that can support us in being more compassionate with ourselves. And I think one that we haven't talked about that has helped me with compassion is knowing my core need. And that's the thing that that I need, uh, you know, deep down in my core, hence core need, um, to be okay. And for a long time it has been belonging. And I don't, I don't know if that's my main core need anymore. I think I've I've kind of healed um, some aspects of that, and and so other things have become a little bit more of a deeper need. But for a long time, it was belonging, and I would look at my past and I'd be like, "Why did I make these choices?" And I can link it back to I was trying to belong. I was trying to feel like. I belong to a person or I belong to a group or I belong to an organization. Um, and so I was, I was willing to compromise myself 
in certain ways to feel like I belonged or I was a part of the group or I was, you know, one of the gang or, or whatever it might be. And to know that about myself, to know that that's my core need, helped me to have a lot more compassion towards choices that I made in the past. Yep, I see that too. I completely agree. I do tie a lot of stuff back to my core need. And it does, especially in fear, right? It's going to drive you to seek it outside of yourself. So it can that can be a real big thing that you need to have compassion for yourself around. Mm-hmm. Trish, what is a tool that supports you with compassion? Um. So there's a couple different things that I do. I try to, you know, pay attention to how I'm speaking to myself. And, you know, I, I think to myself, like, what I, or even the things I'm thinking, thinking or saying to myself, I say to myself, you know, would I say that to somebody I really care about? You know, whether it's a friend or whether it's your child or maybe even to your parent, like, would you say that to somebody you really cared about? So that has really helped me focus on my language and my self-talk. And which has supported me because that's one of the biggest ways fear shows up for me is uh, beating myself up. So that's been very supportive and has been a big step forward in compassion for myself. Um, you know, one of the things I suggest with my clients around that too is if you if you need additional support, and I know uh, Rhonda Britton suggests this too, is to take a picture of a of yourself as a baby or you know, as maybe one of your children and, and put it on your phone so that when you're talking to yourself or others, you can look at that as a reference and be like, would you say that to this cute little baby? <laughs> you know, um, you know, and yes, what I, I have to do, <laughs> that's good. That's good. I think um, another thing I, I'm, I was just working with a client last week and one of the things I know that she was struggling with is to um, find her value, right? So she, her, um, I, forget, I can't remember what her core need was, but, you know, she was really struggling in some of these situations because she, there's a worthless component to that. And in order to feel compassion for that, you know, I did have her do, I have her doing acknowledgements, of course, so that she can build her confidence and really recognize all the things she's doing. But I also encouraged her to sit down and make a list of, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, the, the skills that she has, the things that she, um, you know, does well and, you know, what she values about herself so that she could really start paying attention to that and, you know, realize that there's, you know, substance behind the judgments or the beating herself up. There's, there's things there to value about herself. Um, so that she can go a little bit beyond the judgments and the beating herself up and just use, you know, see that she has evidence of um, substance and, you know, build some compassion there. So she was really excited. She was really excited by that because she, she definitely doesn't look at this at herself like that. So I was trying to build her confidence in a different way. I think there, there's also a tool um, for anybody who doesn't have great skills with self-compassion. Um, there's a book that they could read called Self-Compassion by Dr. Kristen Ness um, that actually has a workbook with it, too, that gives you lots of tools and lots of different ways to look at yourself to 
you know, start building different ways of building compassion for yourself. So I know in one of the webinars that we do, we recommend that highly because it does help people focus on self, self-compassion. So um, just wanted to bring Great. it up here as well. Great. We'll definitely put that in uh, a post on Fearless Generation um, Facebook group so that listeners who um, want to find that can do so easily. I would appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Any kind of, any kind of uh, tool or support item, such as a book or a podcast or um, a person to follow, we definitely want to expand everyone's view on these steps and get to know them better and learn and grow and expand our comfort zone. So, yeah, please do add that book. I think that anything that we can uh, learn um, is going to enhance the better the process. Thanks. No, thank you. All right, we are starting to wind down on time. So, I wanted to ask you, Trish, if there was one thing that you could um, say to someone who's struggling with not having compassion for this, for themselves, what would be that main thing, that, that number one thing that you would want them to know? Hmm. Well, I think... You know, I, I think that one thing that someone would always want to keep in mind about compassion is, you know, they're not alone. Uh, I think compassion is hard for many people to have for themselves, right? So they're not alone in, in the struggle to figure out how to do that or to understand to do that. But I guess the most important thing I'd want someone to understand is that, you know, having compassion is the first thing they offer themselves is in my opinion, one of the best things that they can do. And it's critical because what that does is it lays the foundation for every other interaction that you, or and every other action, thought, or feeling that you have towards yourself, right? So if you have, if you always start first with compassion towards yourself, you know, then everything else that you do or say or feel will have that foundation and it will be softened. It will be um, it will be done in a in a way that's that's loving towards yourself or gentle towards yourself or, or with kindness, so that you know number one you know you're not beating yourself up because you're com- being compassionate, right? So you're seeing your innocence, so you're talking to yourself differently, and you're able to look at the things that you're thinking or feeling and be honest with yourself, right? But in a different way, without the judgment and without the beating yourself up. You know, you're able to take responsibility for your thoughts, feelings, and actions, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, if you lead with compassion, you're going to speak differently. So the things that you say and the, and the ways that you act are going to be different because you're filled with compassion, right? So if you're able to lead with compassion, it's going to change Every, it's going to change your thoughts, feelings, and actions in every situation, and it's going to lay a foundation for really building a relationship with yourself um, in all the different aspects of your life. 
Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think that compassion definitely does make most things possible. Um, at least it makes them a little more smoother, right? There's not so much judgment or expectations or jumping to conclusions because we're having compassion for ourselves and for those that are around us. So I love that. Terry, how about you? I think, can I just add one more I'm thing? Sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, go no, ahead. I was going to say, I think, I think it actually um, also keeps you from taking on too much responsibility and also allows you to be responsible for the things that are actually in your realm of responsibility versus taking on everybody else's stuff too. I think that part of compassion is allowing you to see the difference there, which can be really powerful for a lot of people who take on a lot of things that aren't theirs and also people that worry a ton, right? Because you're, you're becoming more aware. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, About, I don't know, maybe six years ago now, um, I was talking to another coach in our community and uh, Barbara Metzger, and she told me that, um, I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was in the sense of um, you taking on other people's pain does not relieve the other person from experiencing their own pain. Yep. And it was like a really huge eye-opener to me. I actually just like started crying right there in front of her. <laughs> um, I bet. Because unknowingly I had this idea that if I took on the pain of others that that meant that they were experiencing less pain, but yep. it wasn't. I was just causing myself to um, have pain that wasn't mine, and so yep. that was a that was a huge awareness for me. So thank yeah, you. That's powerful. Yeah, thank you for bringing that. Yeah. Sure. Um. So, Terry, what about you? Are you still with us? I think she's probably. I think she's probably not feeling good. Okay. Oh, I think, um, I, I, think I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, lovely. Uh, huh? Yeah, I think I fell asleep, but I'm awake now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think acknowledgments um, are a great tool. Okay, that what you great. Me, a tool? No, that we were yeah. talking about acknowledgments a little while ago, but. I was asking okay. you um, what was the most important thing about compassion that you would want our listeners to know before we moved on? That it starts with themselves. Mm-hmm. You have to Definitely. have compassion for yourself. Just like Trish says, once she had compassion for herself, then she could be more authentic in her compassion for others. Absolutely. Yeah, with any of the 12 steps, we they all start with us. They all start with um, yeah. on the inside and then uh, permeate out. And so that is definitely uh, important to remember that we have to have compassion for ourselves. Um, I know, like a lot of people will say that I've that I've talked to about compassion will say, "Well, I'm a very compassionate person," but they're thinking about how they treat others and. You know, when you ask them, okay, well, how do you treat yourself? 
are you compassionate with yourself, then it's not always the same. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, I see what you're saying now. Um, so, yeah, it, it's always that inward, inward first. Um, how are we doing this with ourselves? How are we aware of our own actions, thoughts, and feelings? How willing are we to make a change within ourselves? How willing are we to be aware? Um, you know, how connected are we are are we with ourselves and what's going on within us, you know, and are we having compassion for ourselves? So, yes, I love that. Thank you so much, uh, Trish, for being on tonight. I really appreciate uh, you being here and giving up, uh, giving us of your time and uh, always sharing with us great stuff. And I know um, I always gain a lot from you being on, and so I'm very blessed to have you on once every month. Well, thank Absolutely. you so much. I love being here, and I'm always excited that you guys are willing to have me back. So thanks so much. Because <laughs> we love always, you. Always. <laughs> I love right, you well, Thank too. you, listeners. Remember that all of this, is from Rhonda Britton and the Fearless Living Institute, which you can find at fearlessliving.org. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Be fearless. Good night. Good night.